When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 13th edition. I am joined by Matt Riddle. Matt, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. How you doing this magical Thursday afternoon? Doing pretty awesome. It is a nice Thursday afternoon. It's not bad. It's a little gloomy here in Washington. (laughs) It's always gloomy in Washington, though, right? Yeah, you know, it's always a little rainy here. I see you got the the uh, King of Bros shirt on. Yeah, King of Bros, you know, the Altered Beast hat, Altered Bro hat, so you know how it goes. We had a big weekend news, Matt, like Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor got fined, Goldberg's back, WWE 2K17 released. Have you had the chance to play that yet? I haven't. My cousin has been all over it. You know, I haven't played it. I've only seen video streams of it the graphics look pretty good looks pretty legit what, what does he think of it he he loves it he's been playing it nonstop. my my cousin's a big uh you know ufc uh wwe guy and he likes their video games and uh he's given it nothing but uh praise so far so 2k17 two thumbs up oh the new ea ufc game kicks ass i thought the first one was terrible like their first attempt was Real bad. You know, I'll be honest. My favorite MMA video game, There's, I have two favorites, and it's the original Pride FC, which is just... I love that. Insane. And then the, the next best one, I still think this is the greatest one to date, is EA MMA with Fedor Panko and Randy Couture. I love the cast in that one. I couldn't get into it. It was a little too arcade-ish for me, I think. What do you mean? It's hard to explain, man. Like in comparison to THQs, THQs was more, more simulation based. I'll say that much. All right, but I, I like EA's version because the striking mechanism was that of like Fight Night Round Two. Yep, kicks and punches. That's that, that, that's a lot. They've went back to that a lot with the new EA UFC game as well. Oh, hey, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, and I just figured that out after playing it for months that holding the analog stick back would allow me to throw an uppercut and things of that nature. They have Mike Tyson in the game and my cousin and I play it. And there are times when we, we straight up, we we do a gentleman's agreement. No kicks, no takedowns. You just box. Stand and bang. That's how I like it. Uh, That pride, (laughs) that pride game. The only thing that was bad about that is if you got on the ground, it's over. You, you had to button mash pretty hard, especially, you know, if you weren't a grappler. 
You know, it was hard. But if you were like Hoist Gracie and you got to take down the game, <laughs> you were winning. Yes. Yes. As soon as the submission was even applied, it was, that was it. It was done. Uh, but yeah, I think EA uh, did a great job. I haven't got the opportunity to delve into 2K17 that much yet. I'm looking forward to doing that. But uh, what are some of your favorite pro wrestling games that, that have been released? You know, I, I love me some N64 wrestling games. Uh, you got the WrestleMania 2000, WCW versus NWO, Revenge. Uh, you got No Mercy. And then I would go as far back as uh, Raw for the Sega Genesis. The oh, yeah. Rumble for the Sega Genesis. And uh, we, we've talked vintage wrestling games before. I could be here all day. You know? Yeah, I I think THQ was on a real roll for a long time. Like they were just putting out good game after good game after good game. I wasn't an N sixty four guy. I was a PlayStation guy. So we had WCW versus the World, which was very similar to those, and I thought that was pretty cool. I have- also, it was cool trying to figure out who in the hell all these Japanese wrestlers were that they renamed, because there was a ton. They had everybody on the game. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you ever play SmackDown? Here comes the pain. Or I played I think it's what SmackDown, was. SmackDown Two. I don't know if I played Here Comes the Pain. Ooh. I went back and tried to play it, and it didn't hold up well because you had to run with the triangle button, and holding the R two button is just a lot easier. But on that game, you could go backstage. You could, I, I kid you not, climb into a helicopter and jump out of it. And here comes the pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty legit. That's the, that's the one with Lesnar on the cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the roster back then, they had, I would say, maybe the best roster they've had until – it might be the best roster ever. Well, I don't know. I'm sure a couple of the most recent ones have. But that was a period where they, they still had, like, Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan and Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, Steve Austin, The Rock. This was – Basically, their 2003 end-of-year game. So they still had all these people, and all those guys wrestled for them in 2003. And that was the first year they really brought in legends into the game. And I was like, what? They're putting in old guys? Which now is just, you know, just business as usual. That's what they do. So I've yet to see if somebody has uploaded a Matt Riddle. But... I don't know about the 2K17. I know 2K16 I was yeah. there. It's still pretty – we're only like – we're not even a week into 2K17. Sure. But I wouldn't I'm, be surprised. I mean, getting your moveset down might be hard enough for them because you're varying that up quite a bit. I, You've got a lot of moves that are not going to be in that game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do like a Fisherman Brain Buster. That's probably in the game. I mean, German suplexes in the game, variations in Northern. Most of my suplexes are wrestling-based. Uh, I guess I guess my strikes aren't going to be in the game, per se, the way I do them. But I would imagine there's flying knees and head kicks and all that jazz. Yeah, I, I was more hoping, you know, you got the, the springboard you do from the second rope. That's a good, I think they, might- they had that in the last game, though. Did they? They did. Like my creative character had the springboard knee, and Ooh. it had all the moves. Okay, so maybe maybe it does. They they are adding moves all the time. Now, granted, 
it's not going to be like Fire Pro Wrestling where you've got this little animation and you can – they've got every move in that game. Have you ever played that? You know, I've played it, but I haven't gotten deep into it. Oh, it's you know they WWE needs to get a hold of that and just have a version. There's, I wish that, like I said, I think I've said it before. I wish the company would just take all the characters from like the indies and just make one video game using older software like that, which would be really easy. It wouldn't take up that much data or gigabytes or anything. It'd probably be like one gig to have like every indie wrestler with those graphics. Yeah, if they could work out some sort of deal, I think that, well, I mean, you could probably just hire some guy. It doesn't even have to be like. I, I think the way it is, I edit. bet you could have somebody just, I think if you just edited the game, it's kind of yours, you know, because you edit it. Yeah. You're not using the original stuff. So I think you might be able to do that unless they like own the rights to the code or something. Back before I worked 60 hours a week, I used to download. Uh, they actually had Fire Pro Wrestling re-released on PS3 before I moved on to PS4. And people were still updating the game years later. And you would have all these people. Now, in the six, seven years it's been since the game has come out, it's it started to show its age, like with new moves being invented and things like that. But there's no reason they couldn't do that, Matt. And they really should. I think. I think – if I had the money, I'd probably start something up like that. I'd just start a Kickstarter and just do that. Yeah, Chikara did that, and apparently they have a video game on the way. That's pretty legit. So the big news of the week, Ronda Rousey's coming back, Matt. I heard she's fighting What's-Her-Face. Amanda Nunes, a.k.a. What's-Her-Face. Yeah, a.k.a. the new champion. Yeah, so this, this championship has been a hot potato over the last year. Nobody's been able to defend it more than nobody's been able to defend it. Period. Do you think Ronda Rousey should get a title shot immediately upon returning? Yeah, I think it's fair. She is the most dominant champion. Period. Ever. She's also a pay per view draw. I had Vince Russo on the show last night, and I said she puts asses in seats. She's the pound for pound. She's only lost one fight. And let's be honest, like, I honestly think she lost it because she was a little arrogant and cocky and didn't train as hard as she should have. Even if she trained hard, you know, I'm not saying she didn't. But I think, you know, like, it, it happens to everybody. You keep winning fights, and especially as dominating as she was. And her head had to have been humongous going into that fight. And I think, you know, it just added up and she paid the price. She chased a striker and got knocked out. Yeah, pretty duty game plan there. What do you think about her coaching? Now, I, obviously, when you have that kind of a round and your your coach brings you in and says, beautiful champ, more of that. Does that raise some red flags for you, Matt? Yeah, yeah. You know, but th- this is one thing I've noticed in the fight business, and not just fighting business, it's like every business. You know, especially like even being a personal trainer or being coached, a lot of people don't like being told they're doing something wrong, especially if they think they're good. So, you know, some people would rather have somebody lie to their face, tell them they're doing great, champ. You know, and you've seen it in boxing and other places. You're doing great, da 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 da, da and you're just going through the motions and you're getting beat up. I've heard Greg Jackson do it. 
We're like, great round. To do that again, you're killing it out there. And it's like, you just got picked apart. It's like, what are you talking about? I don't know if it's to keep your fighter positive, and that's why they do it. But to me and you, because we're watching, it looks stupid. Because you just lost a round. Your corner told you you won. And you're probably going to go out there do the same thing and then be confused when you lose the fight. Now, I mean, Ronda Rousey's best friends, all three of the horsewomen, they split. Uh, Jake Ellenberger, he split. He left. And he's back at Kings MMA, probably where he should have been. Ronda Rousey's mom has spoken out against her coach, Edmund. You think she should be listening? You think she should be, like, taking that cue? Do you, what do you think it is? Like, maybe a loyalty thing? Is she, the, is she still there and everybody else left? Yeah, everybody except for Travis Brown. And her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's got other students, but. Yeah, but I just saw Travis Brown get karate kicked in the face. Yeah, I did. I did too, yeah. Like, he didn't even step to the side or anything. He just, he didn't carry the kick. <laughs> He didn't do it. Oh, God, it's like the first time you ever play Mortal Kombat and Liu Kang flies across the screen and kicks you in the face. That's exactly what happened, except for Travis Brown's and evolved mixed martial artist that should have known what to do, <laughs> and he looked puzzled. You know, honestly, I think for anybody, I mean, you can play the loyalty card all you want, but I think if you want to be a successful mixed martial artist or professional wrestler or anything in any field in life, you have to get a variety of aspects and views and training. So, like, Rhonda should go train with somebody else. I think she she's outdone her course with her trainer. Not saying he's a horrible trainer, but it's like I feel like every trainer, and maybe a trainer would get mad at me for saying this, but depending on what it is, I think every trainer is good for about, like, two years. And then you should move on. Because how much does one person know about, you know, or what are they going to teach you? Only so much stuff is going to work in my body type. Even if you know 100 different sure. techniques, only, like, 30 of them are actually going to work for me. I can learn that in, like, a year or so and perfect them in a year or so and then move on. At least I can. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people can, too. I think that's an underrated aspect of MMA training is a person's body type because you might be built like Mark Hunt or you might be built like Stefan Struve. And you ha- you, if you have everybody in the same class, you, you have to adjust. Yeah, you got, you got to adjust, but not just that. Like say like if I teach – now I know a variety of different techniques, but most of them apply to somebody who's a little more taller and skinny, you know? Well, like – if I was teaching somebody who's like five foot five and two hundred pounds, like a Mark Hunt, it's like not everything I teach is going to work perfectly for him, you know. And it's the same thing if Mark Hunt was teaching me stuff, not everything he would do would work for me because I'm not built the same way. Like I probably can't block the same way as he can because I'm not built the same, you know. It's just, you know, I completely agree. So Ronda Rousey's getting a title shot. Juliana Pena ain't happy about it. She's pissy. She's threatening to leave the UFC to go to Combate Americas. Okay. Which Alberto Del Rio is the president of now. We'll, we'll get into him later. Do you think she has a legitimate gripe? Uh, Juliana Pena has won four fights in a row. She won three on the Ultimate Fighter, isn't getting that title shot. Now, I'll say this. I had Vince Russo on the show last night, and I said, Vince, 
would you be interested in an Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena fight? And he said, I don't know who the hell those two people are. That should pretty much tell you the story right there, shouldn't it, Matt? Yeah, and it's the unfortunate part is money. It's if you can sell tickets, your money and you're worth more to a company. And it's like, I know it sucks to hear that, even if you work hard and you beat tough people and you paid your dues. But like, until you make money or until you've just won so much, they can't deny you. It's like that's just how it goes, you know. And like you said, like you, you asked Vince Russo, what is he thinking? He didn't even know who those two people are, you know? And it's like, but everybody knows who Ronda Rousey is. She's been on every TV show. She's been in movies. She was the world champ, the reigning champion, and she's charismatic. You know, it's the same thing with Conor McGregor. And I think it was during the same time period they both popped into, you know, they were both relevant. But it seemed like they gave those two people the microphone and the floor, and they kind of let them – be themselves and get some exposure you know and they got a name they both had names they both sell tickets and they're probably the most the hot two hottest fighters right now on top with like john jones and a couple others you know we are really in a golden era of pay-per-view mma from november of last year until december of this year they very well could have as many pay-per-views that sell over a million than they did their entire history. And like if if UFC 205 and UFC 207 crack a million, that's seven over the last 13 months. That's a lot. And they had that many dating back to, I think, 2002. That's pretty impressive. It is. It's really impressive. They're making big money. They're doing big things, you know. And like, and and they're marketing their fighters a little, you know, smarter, you know. But uh, people still got to be careful. Like Connor, you can't just throw cans at people and stuff like <laughs> that. You might have to pay a fine. But like he said, he doesn't care. He has money. So the Amanda Nunes Ronda Rousey fight. How do you think it goes down based on their skill sets, their respective skill sets? Uh, that's a hard one, you know. The thing is, Ronda Rousey's a very good fighter, very well-rounded. But, like, that last fight just sticks out so much, and it was so bad. So, it's like, and that's a lot. And, like, the thing with fighting, it's not like pro wrestling. It's like, the thing with fighting is, like, you really remember the last thing they did. And the last thing I remember is her getting beat up pretty bad. But before that, she was untouchable. And then Amanda Nunes extremely talented you know so it's like beat up well she beat up misha tate and took the belt right because yes tate beat holly home with a hail mary takedown and submission and then yes a title shot yeah and ron has just been sitting on her throne at home yeah oh yeah and how did that yeah okay so honestly i think ron has probably got the newness but i think that match is up better than the Holly Holm fight. And I think Ronda probably has a mental thing with Holly Holm at this point because she, like, she beat the shit out of her. Like, when somebody beats your ass like that, like, you know, it, like, either makes you crazy or scared, you know, like, because you got to get it back or, you know. Absolutely. And you got to think, Ronda Uh, took a long time off. She did, over a year. Uh, She couldn't even chew apples, she said, for a long time. 
which is no surprising after that ass kicking. But I mean, you know, if you're Jake, the wrestler, and you fight Joe Schilling, you're not going to go in there and strike with him, which is what she did. She's proven she has power, which a lot of 135-pound women don't have. We've seen her knock women clean out. We don't see Cyborg knocking a lot of women clean out. She'll finish them, but you don't see them like, as Jeremy Stevens said, uh, they don't move. But uh, well, speaking of Cyborg, she's not happy about that either. She's pretty pissed off about it. She wants her fight against Ronda Rousey. You know, she's doing, she's saying Ronda Rousey's ducking her, all that stuff. Well, what do you think about that? I don't know. You know, I think I think a lot of people. That's a super fight for sure. Uh, even if Ronda lost this fight and then fought Cyborg, that would still be a super fight. But uh, I don't know if Ronda's running per se. But then again. She might be running. You know, Cyborg's pretty intimidating. She's got pretty good ground game, pretty good hands. But Ronda's got a really good ground game too, you know, so. The way I've always looked at it, if Cyborg fought Ronda Rousey the way she did against Leslie Smith where she would strike at range, that's that's a Cyborg that I don't think Ronda Rousey's going to beat because yeah. she's shown that, that, that issue. What Cyborg does a lot, though, like she was up against this complete jobber in her last fight. And she was up against the cage for quite a while in the clinch. I don't think the clinch is where you want to be with Ronda Rousey when she gets in your ass over tea kettle. That's that's bad news bears for anybody. I did I did a stat count once, Matt, and the only person who got out of a Ronda Rousey clinch on her own was Sarah McMahon, who was an Olympic silver medalist in wrestling. Oh, and then about 20 seconds later, Rousey put her back in the clinch and dropped her with a shot to the liver. Yeah, I remember that. That was. I also saw Sarah McMahon get armbarred by a 16-year-old girl. I did too. So I don't. I, I mean, you don't. Sarah McMahon's boyfriend. I, I would always see on forums trashing catch wrestling, and I'm like, maybe she could have used a little more of it in in that situation. Yeah, she probably should have trained with, you know, veterans like Matt Riddle and catch points. Exactly. Got her set up to par because I don't think I've been on-barred in – and I'm just knock on wood. I I only have been on-barred in years. Listen, I haven't either, but that's because I never train. So, hey, there you go. Hey, the two hosts of this podcast combined probably haven't been on-barred in, like, what, seven years? There you go. Put that stat down. It's been a while. Chris Cyborg. Now, actually, well, I, I don't know if I argued with Cyborg. I argued with whoever the hell holds who runs her social media account. Ronda Rousey signed a contract for this fight in 2013. Uh, the fight that she did against Liz Carmouche was supposed to be against Chris Cyborg at 135 pounds. Chris Cyborg instead asked for her release. I think it's on both of these women, the fact that this fight hasn't happened. I mean, they've both made demands that the other just hasn't been willing to make. And do you think it's fair to blame any one person? I don't think it's either person's fault or problem. I think Cyborg could have fought her before Ronda Rousey was big time, you know, and that didn't happen, you know. And then now 
why would Ronda fight her at a higher weight when she could fight for the title at a lower weight? And worst case scenario, still have a super fight with you at a heavier weight. Maybe introduce a heavier women's weight class and fight at that and fight for a title fight again and make more money. The only issue there is there is no talent at 145. Like, In the let me pull up these rankings. Let me pull up these rankings. It's a sad state of affairs. I mean, it's real bad. Because another issue is Bellator has women's 145ers. So, number one is Cyborg. So, of course she is. Number two and three are Alexis Dufresne and Julia Budd. Julia Budd, who we interviewed on Fightful.com. They are in Bellator, so they are unavailable. Charmaine Tweet is 39 years old, and she's been killed by Cyborg. Marlos Conan uh, is in Bellator. She has been killed by Cyborg twice. Well, the, hey, hey, all I'm saying is there's probably some up-and-coming town around the world or some female kickboxer. Oh, female kickboxers. I think that's the route they got to go. Hey, think about it like this. Any woman that wins the jiu-jitsu world championships could be a threat as long as they have a jiu-jitsu game or something like that. You know? Maybe they can get Eve Torres. You remember her? No. I, I've seen this huge jack chick fight in Japan. Gabby Garcia. That chick, she's a monster. She makes... Oh, God. Cyborg would, she's a- Cyborg would kill her, though, man. Do you, do you remember Lady Tapa from TNA? Uh, no, hold on. I'm gonna charge. I'm gonna throw you in the charger quick. Okay, so Lady Tapa was a woman who wrestled for TNA and trained like a little bit at American Top Team, just a little bit. Not like I, I may now. I'm probably wrong here. Might be a blue belt. They fought at Ryzen, Gabby Garcia and Lady Tapa. Her first fight, and Lady Tapa almost knocked her out. It was close. I saw that. I remember seeing the original fight, that first fight. Of, yeah. Atrocious. It was horrible. Oh, man, it was so bad. Did, did she, she fought again, right? I saw her way in the other day. Yeah, she fought at Rise in the show that uh, Showdown Joe, Fightful.com Showdown Joe did commentary for, and she won on that. Let me see. I feel like she fought again. She is billed at, at one point was 6'2", 245. She is ginormous. The copious amount of steroids that that woman had to use to become that big. Dude, I heard she just ate horse meat, bro. I, I wouldn't doubt it. She's yes, she's eating that that quote-unquote tainted meat from China that all these Chinese fighters are getting busted for that has clembuterol in it. Yeah, she fought in December, in April, and September and has won all three. She won second-round armbar against... Some woman I've never heard of because she was 1-0. And then she beat Destiny Yarbrough, who I at least had heard of. Uh, but she was just 1-0 as well. Yeah, not, not a lot of competition in those female 215-pound weight divisions, Matt. That's true. That's true. Cyborg would kill her, though, I think. I think Cyborg would just just have her way with her. I think there's a couple – there's a couple of chicks that know how to fight, I think, in some mid-weight classes. That'd be pretty dangerous. I wonder. I'm just, I'm like. I just don't think there's enough. I thought that the UFC probably should have just instituted a 140-pound weight division to begin with. Because I saw that as, that, that was my, my line of thinking back then as well. It's right in between Cyborg and Rousey so they can make that. But they never did it. I wonder why wonder why 
Uh, Conor McGregor got fined $150,000 for throwing a water bottle, Matt. How do you think? How do you feel about that? I feel absolutely fine about that. <laughs> you I don't think, think that's a little egregious? No, I don't. I think for the amount of money he makes, that's perfectly that. It's a, it's a definitely a slap on the wrist, you know, but I believe he hit somebody with that water bottle, right? Allegedly. Allegedly hit somebody. Because he's throwing stuff into a crowd of people at a press conference. Yeah, you should be held liable for that. If you say the word fuck on TV, you can be fined $100,000. To put this in perspective, I think that Daniel Cormier, John Jones, I think the fines are around like 50000 for their, their brawl that they had. So do you think in perspective that, that that's a fair amount? Yeah, I think it's fair because it's two different things. A brawl that breaks out to fight between two different men or two men that are fighting each other. And then when you throw an object into a crowd of people, I think that becomes an issue because you're like almost attacking the fans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply or the people viewing, the spectators, which also, you know, includes insurance policies and stuff like that. Well, two fighters fighting each other because they're assholes. Well, who's going to sue who there? They're both assholes. But if they hit somebody in the face with, like, a monster energy can and, like, crippled the kid, that would be serious <laughs> legal fees. Even a bottle of water. Like, you hit some old woman that's there in Vegas for some reason – you never know, bro. You could do you could do some damage. But I mean, Daniel Cormier threw a shoe. That's reckless, a shoe. And he threw a shoe. He- you remember the guy, the Austin Powers guy, who threw a shoe? I remember the Austin Powers guy. Instead of the, yeah, he threw the shoe. You know he fought in the UFC. I don't. He did. That was Joe Sun, the guy that Keith Hackney punched in the balls repeatedly. Wow. And as it turns out, he was later convicted for taking part in a gang rape years before for that. So as it turns out, Keith Hackney punching him in the balls, that's an American hero in my opinion. That's karma. That's a karma bomb. That is. So, yeah, he he gang raped a woman. He got punched in the balls and he threw a shoe. You know, life has its peaks and valleys, Matt. How does he get a job in Hollywood? Like, he did the Austin Power. Like, Mike Myers hired him. 
He looked like a henchman. Yeah, I mean, I guess somebody looks the part, so you hire him. But still, I feel like you could use some makeup. I'd rather pay somebody else that didn't gang rape somebody and just put some makeup on. Them. Well, they didn't know that he had gang raped anybody then. The gang rape happened in like 1990. I don't think he was convicted of it for like eight years. I don't know, man. You usually can get that vibe. Regardless, got it. <laughs> no, it's a gang raper. I get it. He's not doing well now. Yeah, he's he's definitely in prison right now. Oh, he is currently serving life in prison in California for torture and murder. Torture and murder. Like I said, bro. Like I said. Yeah, he killed his cellmate in 2011, who was also a convicted sex offender. He killed his cellmate in 2011. Is that real? Yeah, it's 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 on Wikipedia, so you know it's true. Is that, is that, is that just like his gimmick? Is that his gimmick just... page? No, it's... That's, it's... Dude, that's crazy. That's... His mugshot's up here. He is incarcerated in Salinas Valley State Prison. Wow. Damn, yeah. Um... He lived it to a T. Yeah, he wasn't charged until 2008 for his participation in a 1990 gang rape. His maximum sentence was 275 years. Jeez. I'm sorry, ain't nothing worth that. Man. Gang rape. So, the gang rape. Whew. Conor McGregor fined $150,000. Now, here's the only issue I have with it, Matt, because, like, it's a drop in the bucket to him. They had suggested $25,000, the, the Nevada Athletic Commission. His team comes in, and they, says, they say, okay, whatever it takes, we feel really bad about it, we'll do it. And then Nevada's like, oh, really? You'll, you'll do anything, huh? How about $300,000? That's what Pat Lundvall said. And then – they were like, whoa, 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 300000 is a little much. And Pat Lundvall's like, well, we have an anti-bullying campaign. We need to finance. That costs money. Let's do 150000 By the way, Connor, here's some community service, but you don't necessarily have to go work with kids. We want you to film anti-bullying PSAs for us. So what they did was they used this. They used their power to finance a campaign. Campaign. I know you've had your fair share of issues with like, I don't know if you've had issues with commissions, but you've had issues with drug tests and things of that nature. What do you think of them, them doing that? Well, to be completely honest, I think state athletic commissions in the United States, they're just thieves. They don't really regulate anything for safety. Uh, any of the testing that they do the promotion would do themselves, you know? Uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of just getting in the way of business. You know, it's the same thing with, like, New York. Like, why couldn't there be UFC fights in New York? Because it's the New York State Athletic Commission. You know, and then... Kentucky, you know, if you ever wrestle in Kentucky, you actually, you'll probably never wrestle in Kentucky because nobody likes to come here because they regulate pro wrestling. Oh. And it's real hard. You, before I've mentioned this before, but you can't even train to be a pro wrestler without getting a pro wrestler's license here, which seems to defeat the goddamn purpose. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: that like even in New York, Maryland, all over, you have to get permits to wrestle, and you have to see a doctor before you wrestle. And I had no qualms about seeing a doctor before I wrestle, but getting licensed, I feel, is a little absurd, you know. Because you're just wrestling, and even fighting, why should I get licensed in a state to fight? Like, if, you know, like, everything's on the internet, everybody has a record, everything's on video, you know, uh, the promotion's going to keep a record of it, you know, maybe have, like, a sanctioning body, so it's like, hey, everybody fought under, you know, USKBA rules, so you have, like, a you know, a certain sanctioning rules or maybe a certain sanctioning body of judges and refs. But I don't I don't see why like each state should have their own rules, their own commissions, their own fees, their own everything, you know? Because it's not just for the fighters, it's for the promoters. It's a money grab. Yeah, everywhere you go, you have to pay those people just to, what, fight in their state. And it's, like, it's not like you don't have to then pay state tax on your purse, you know. They still take state taxes out of your purse, and you still pay federal taxes and everything else. So it, it, I think, like I said, state athletic commissions are absurd. They should be banned. And I just think there should be, like, if you're running an like a MMA promotion or a pro wrestling promotion, I think there's certain precautions you should take as a promoter, and that's how it should be ran. In Kentucky, it's really weird. WWE will not do TV here because they have really weird issues on blood. Uh, if you bleed, you got to stop the match. You have to see a doctor. WWE is not willing to do TV or pay-per-view here because they don't want to stop their live programming for blood. So now, and this is because of the Athletic Commission. The Athletic Commission you know, charges for all these licenses and stuff. It's a money grab for the commission. But now... You got Rupp Arena, the Yum Center, Louisville, Lexington. They're pissed at the Athletic Commission because they want the revenue that's associated with WWE coming here. They want that, and they don't get it. Instead, the commission gets it. Yeah. A lot of red tape. It's really weird. It's. I agree with you. I think it should be a fe- maybe a federal or a nationwide type of thing, or maybe even uh, – it would be hard to do globally, though. Just be a requirement if you're going to run a promotion. Like, if you're going to run a combat sports promotion, it should just be summed up in combat sports. And if you're going to run a promotion like that, you should have to pay a certain amount in insurance. And depending on what level of combat sports you're doing, there should be drug testing and so on and so forth. We see the return of Goldberg on Monday, Matt. Are you pumped? Uh, no. Like, I'm not really a big Goldberg fan. Never was. Not too pumped. He's probably going to do a feud with Brock Lesnar. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Brock Lesnar. You know, that guy can wrestle. He can work. But uh, like I said, their first match at Mania was... Crap. And what what's changed since then? They're both older. Been out, been out of the ring for 12 years. In Goldberg's case... Yeah, and then they're probably going to try to tell us that, you know, Bill Goldberg's been doing MMA commentary, so now Bill Goldberg's an MMA fighter. So he does train He does train kickboxing quite a bit, I understand. I've, I've seen tape. Yeah. I've, what do you think of the tape? <laughs> guy's athletic. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but, like, 
there's a difference between high, high level, you know. But the, the bottom line is he's going to put asses in seats. Bill Goldberg, people are excited. I'm not that excited, but the people are excited. They're talking. Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. And uh, I think it's money. I think it's money in the bank. I think it's going to disappoint, but I think it's money in the bank. Are you excited for Jack Swagger versus Baron Corbin on next week's SmackDown? No, I, no. <laughs> I, I, I figured that would be your answer. I, I like Jack Swagger. I like Baron Corbin. They're nice enough guys. They're good. They're good wrestlers. I just don't think. I just don't think the dynamic is there. I wish Baron, Baron Corbin has like a boxing background and like a jujitsu background, supposedly. Yeah. So I'm just confused why he doesn't do any of it. Like it's weird, isn't it? Like even the Undertaker, who never competed at that level, incorporated some of that stuff into his moves. Now this guy has literally bragged about doing it, has pictures of him doing it, all that, and then doesn't incorporate it. You know, like he played football, he should incorporate some football stuff. He, you know, did some boxing. He's got hands there. He did jujitsu. He's got some submission holds. He doesn't do any three. That's really weird. That's something WWE doesn't do a lot. They they don't play to to some of their talent's strengths. And I think that's weird. Jack Swagger, on the other hand, I think if he were to retire from MMA uh, or retire from wrestling, Bellator would probably just try to sign him and give him some jobber to fight. And why shouldn't they? It would probably attract some viewers. The thing is, I think they're both good wrestlers. And Jack Swagger's well, so well-rounded. He can really – like, that's the thing. Like, if Baron Corbin and Jack Swagger were able to just mix some of the real stuff in with what they're doing now, they would have a fire match. With their size and power, they added some strong-style stuff, added some real suplexes and submissions. Crowd would go on – I guarantee it'd be huge. But instead, they're, you know, there's nothing against what they do, you know. But, like, I'm not a big fan of the swagger bomb. Not not a huge fan of, like, Baron Corbin, like, sliding out of the ring and sliding back in the ring to, like, slap somebody. He's, like, seven feet tall. He doesn't need to do that shit. I agree. I agree. Fedor Emelianenko's daughter was assaulted, and there are rumors, speculation – that it may be in relation to Fedor speaking out about the children's MMA fights. Did you see those? I didn't. My oh, cousin man. said something about him and said it was like, he. I don't even know if he watched them, but he heard about him and said that it was basically like children fighting. Yeah, it was. And Fedor criticized it. And apparently the uh, Chechnyan president wasn't too happy about it. And usually... When the Chechnyan president, I guess, isn't happy about things, you, you may disappear. Makes sense. One of those, one of those situations. So that's that's kind of scary. Well, we'll not talk about Chechnya on the show. Yeah, no problems here. You know, children's MMA just isn't for me or my children. <laughs> Don't say that. I won't have a Thursday co-host. They'll send, like, Nikolai Volkov over here to to take care of you and – I won't have a host. I think he actually lives in Pennsylvania. Does he? Well, that's way far away from Washington, so. So. Um, <laughs> Paige failed her second wellness violation this week, uh, or had her second wellness violation this week. She has not come out and 
spoken of the substance, but her brothers and her parents came out and said it's painkillers in relation to a neck injury. She's having neck surgery next week. What were your thoughts when you heard that she failed yet again? There's speculation that she's just trying to get out of her contract. This is what I've been told. She has neck surgery coming up. Her neck is injured. So she's been prescribed painkillers from her doctor because she has an injured neck. She hasn't been wrestling because of her injured neck and her suspension, her previous suspension, right? So I really don't know how they could hit her with a second fine. And then I don't even know how that's I don't know how that's legal. If you're injured and you're not working because you're injured and doctor prescribes you medication, I, I don't know how you're failing a wellness policy. It's it's all really weird. And it's something Vince and I spoke about on, on a show last night, especially when you're an independent contractor, Matt. That's weird. It's it's not it's it's what they do. It's kinda like, you know, when you're an independent contractor, you have no rights, and the company can do whatever they really want. And even in this case, like they use media and everything else to make you look a certain way. And it's unfortunate because I'm in pro wrestling, and WWE's like the big daddy. But at the same time, this is probably one of the main reasons why I might not want to work for a company like this because of a situation like this where she has a ne- neck injury, she's taking prescribed medication, be it painkillers be it marijuana be it whatever she fails a drug test that they gave her which she knew she'd fail because she's prescribed said medications mm-hmm. and then they just say you failed your wellness policy well i don't think that's really fair and i and maybe their paperwork just like the ufc's paperwork basically said they didn't care you know they could just rule however they saw fit and i think that's kind of like how the wwe does it as well they probably rule as they see fit They've been having problems with her. Alberto Del Rio already left. And this is probably a way of just, instead of her getting all of her money, them keeping some of the money they would have had to pay her because they just keep fining her. That's a good, that's an interesting aspect I haven't really thought of. Because, yeah, she doesn't get paid I, while she's suspended. Oh, she she doesn't. No. So she's so, suspended and fined on top of it. I don't know if she's fined. Uh, I know that she's suspended for 60 days. She was suspended for 30 days earlier this year. So that's a quarter of her annual income gone. Yeah, but you, you got to realize this. They can't – do they take away merch sales too? I don't think they're allowed to take away merch sales. I'm doing fine because she sells more merch than any other diva in the WWE. Well, maybe – maybe I think Bailey outsells her now. Bailey. <laughs> you're not running around in Bailey shirts with armbands and the headbands and all that? You know what, man? I don't even know why I shake my hat, head, and act surprised. Because I literally walk around and say, bro, and my shirts sell like crazy. So I don't I don't know why yeah. I'm surprised. Bailey, like, I, I've seen her at live events. She may be one of the best live event performers, talents that I've ever seen. Like, I've said this on the show before. It's not a big surprise when I'm at an event like that and – She hugs a kid, and the kid cries. But when she does it, it's very much like the John Cena thing where the parents also cry because they're so happy that their kid's getting to meet this person, and she's the role model and all that. 
You need some more armbands, Matt. You need a headband. You need the colors and the the tubes. You know what we're I got the hat. The hat. You can be Broly. The hat's been great. You know, I'll work on some wristbands. You know, I gotta get the eight by tens. I've been slacking, bro. Listen, you need to do the old arm. Did I wonder if Carrie Von? You know, you get Carrie. You, I'm sure you hear. You get compared to the Von Erics all the time, all day. All day. day. So, I mean, you could – I don't know how you don't go to Halloween, like do a Halloween show as Carrie Von Eric. Like somebody's – some indie promotion has to book a bunch of wrestlers to dress up as other wrestlers for a Halloween show. I'll be honest. I've been asked and hit up with bookings, and they've asked me to do a Von Eric gimmick. Like, can you dress up? We'll pay for the gear. But you dress up as Carrie Von Eric, da, 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 da. and I've I've actually refused every time. It's nothing against Carrie Von Eric. It's just that if anything, I don't want to disrespect, you know, sure. Eric's by dress by getting paid to dress up as one of them. You know, and sure, that's, and that's how I look. I'd rather like you can just be like you look like Von Eric, but but like they wanted me to be like they wanted to announce me as a Von Eric and everything. And I was like. I think that's just in poor taste. Yeah, th- there are Von Erichs still wrestling. Uh, I want to say Kevin's kids. Oh. It was like Ross Von Erich and I don't know who the other one is. They wrestled for TNA a couple years ago. Oh, hey. Yeah, which isn't saying a whole lot. Hey. Ross and March Von Erich. There you go. They're like 24, 25 years old. Or no, they're about 26, 27, I think. But yeah. I can't believe that in any promotion hasn't like for this month isn't running like a Halloween show. I mean, sure somebody is. No, what do you have going on this weekend? There, there are. I actually am not taking any bookings this Halloween, like because uh, I'm going to a wedding the thirtieth and stuff. So I was gonna nice do that. Take the wife out to a wedding. Plus, you have kids too. I mean, they big into Halloween. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm big into Halloween. I'm big into, like I said, I play, like, scary video games, watch horror movies all the time. The kids like scary games and horror movies, too. So, you know, we're, like, we're Halloween all the time. But, you know, especially this time of year because the weather here in Washington is very halloween <laughs> I'm not big into the scary video games, but I did buy the re-released uh, Dead Rising 1 and 2. I really should have just bought Dead Rising 2 because Dead Rising 1 kind of sucked. But... I did it anyway. I'm going to kill some zombies in my downtime if, if I get any downtime. Hopefully. I what kind of platform to use? I know you have a Steam machine. Oh, man. I got a Steam machine. I got a PS4. I, I got it all. I got it all, man. It's the way to go. I'm a PlayStation guy. I could never adapt to the Xbox controllers. I mean, I had the Xbox One, but... It just it wasn't wasn't up to par. The PS4 is just where it's at. Like the Kinect just didn't work, and like the PS4 has like a camera you can use that does everything the Kinect does, and it's like fifty bucks cheaper and just just a better deal. Couldn't agree more. So, do you have any bookings this weekend? Mm-hmm. We're at. I do. I'm wrestling in Florida. For Evolve, I believe it's uh, Evolve seventy and seventy one. I'm wrestling. I know that you're 
I know that your planned match with Galloway got moved. Yes, that's a mystery opponent. I don't know if they released the name yet. Check. Let's see. But uh, but my I, opponent on Sunday is Chris Hero. Ooh, that's so gonna that, be fun. That should, that's a rematch. We've only wrestled once before, so it should it should be good. And then the opponent, if they announced it, I, I don't know who it is. I don't think I'm allowed to know who it is. You're, you're, I don't think I don't think it, they've announced it. So yeah, I thought they were gonna announce it on the Taz show this morning, but they didn't. But uh, also booked for those shows: Zack Saber Jr., Timothy Thatcher, Drew Gulak, uh, Ethan Page. Lots of talent on uh, the Evolve shows this weekend. Florida. Yep. Florida this weekend, then I go to Vegas during the week. I got a fight team fighting in China coming up. Oh, wow. It's actually, the fights are in December. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Going to be on national television in China. That's awesome. Going out to Vegas to check out the team. You know, sign some contracts, some business, a business trip, one might say. I like it. And then, I like it. Then back in Pennsylvania, then wrestling the next weekend. You know how it is. Oh, I think I'm wrestling Cody Rhodes the next weekend. That's awesome. Do you know where that is? Or That's in New York City for hog wrestling. Awesome. I don't know yeah, they've kind of emerged lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Also booked for this weekend's Evolve, Jason Kincaid. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's great. So tell these people about the altered bro hat, the king of bro shirts, where they can get them. Dude, you guys can get these hats, these shirts. They got an altered bro shirt as well. You can get all this fine bro merchandise at a a PayPal account link that I will post on my Twitter because I don't believe in pro wrestling tees or any of that other junk. How dare you? How dare you? You know what it is? They they just – they, you know, they just take too much. They take too much for how little they do. And I personally like the personal touch I get sure. each shirt. Hey, listen, I'll say this. I folded my- if I had the ambition to create my own shirts, I would. But until then, guys, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Rothsap and buy all your Kraken Fight Team and Catches Catch Can Wrestling merchandise. Just saying. I get the feeling I haven't sold as many shirts as Catch Points Matt Riddle has. I'll say yeah. that much. Uh, you know, I've been I've been pretty successful so far. You know, I started this is actually this weekend will be one year I started my Evolve wrestling career. Really? Yes, and it's been you know it's been a big year. A lot's changed in one year. When you getting that title? I would say this year at some point. I know 20, 2017, I'll get it. I'll get it 2017. And not just carry it around. I mean, I'll actually have it. But this, <laughs> this is the thing about being the champion. that I, like, I kind of want to be champion. But at the same time, like when you're champion, then everybody wants to like jump you after the show because you're the champion. So it's like, I'll just have to deal with a bunch of like dumb crap people jumping me all the time well, i'm thinking like maybe they should like have another tournament like the you know like superstar tournament something you know and then like i'll win that and just have the title of a tournament champion like i feel like that has some prestige and nobody can yeah. take your 
you know, like nobody can take your king of the ring or, you know, you're, you know, yeah. so I think I that's think not true. It's not. That's not true. Back in the day, it used to happen. People, so it was like, if you won King of the Ring and then you lost your next match, they're like, you're no longer King of the Ring. He is. I feel like, let me see what it was. I, I remember bro. it happened one year. Oh, I'll have to find it. Or I remember at least. I mean, I, I've seen our truth come out with a plunger and stuff and pretend to be a king. Yes, here's what happened. Um, it was okay. I'll read straight from this. In 1986, uh, the second King of the Ring winner, Harley Race, parlayed his victory into an arrogant King of Wrestling gimmick. This led to several notable feuds for Race, including with Junkyard Dog, Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And even after new winners had been crowned, uh, in 1988, Race suffered an abdominal injury, blah, 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 and Bobby Heenan awarded Race's crown to Haku. Haku would later lose the title to Jim, Jim Duggan, and Jim Duggan lost it to Macho Man Randy Savage, who rebranded himself the Macho King. So it hasn't been done in 27 years. So, But it was. Because I remember there were a lot of, like, King Haku and King uh, Macho King, they weren't real King of the Ring winners. Actually, Randy Savage was in 87, but he didn't adopt it until years later. The more you know, man. Pretty interesting you know. fact. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Anyway, guys, Fightful.com, it's a place to be. Live viewing parties, exclusive news. I have my uh, follow-up interview with Muhammad Hassan. You all may remember I did a like a 6,000-word feature on Muhammad Hassan in January. He spoke with me around the launch of Fightful.com. We talk about uh, him not returning to wrestling per se, him getting offers to return to wrestling, uh, reuniting with Davari, a planned WWE title run. All kinds of stuff, guys. Check that out at Fightful.com. Register absolutely free. You'll get exclusive access to shows like this, Vince Russo, Showdown Joe, all that good stuff. Matt, anything to tell the people before we go? No, man. Just come watch me wrestle this Saturday and watch the show. It's awesome. Also, I believe Evolve also available on iPay-Per-View. Yeah. It's a hot diggity damn. Yeah, iPayPerView, WWNLive.com. Check it out. That's where you can purchase these fine events if you can't get there live. I will be back tonight with Showdown Joe to talk all kinds of stuff. We may release it tomorrow, might release it tonight. Hell, I don't know what I'm going to do. Tune in either way, guys. Till next time, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.